0: Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello, hello. Tonight is July 6th. 2019. This is Sue Rose Minahan on Talk Cosmos, coming out of Seattle, 1150 KKNW. You can get archives on podcasts, and there's an app. All kinds of ways to connect. And if you do go to our website, I keep thinking of this every time I prepare for these wonderful talks. You know, we have all the schedules and all the the, the guests online, and you can actually leave a review. It would be so great to connect. Well. We are in the eclipse season. We've just had a new moon solar eclipse, and we're headed towards a lunar eclipse. And this happens twice a year, whether we see it or not. On the news, of course, you saw it was down in Chile, and I think Argentina, and the ocean. And we'll have the next one in 2024, up here in the United States. But it is, an effect, just like electricity and the buzz that happens, uh, Wherever, like if you're not, uh, with the fluorescent lights, it's still affecting. It, all Everything is affecting us. It's vibrational. It's energy. And it's really what astrology is about. And there's a system of why these nodes and eclipses happen. For the astrologer, it's fundamental. It connects to the nodes of the moon. And for those that are just interested in the whole background of what kind of meaningfulness this has for us you can check that out later so the new moon solar eclipse as it's called there's a new moon every month and when it connects with the new moon it's a solar because both the sun and the moon are in the same degree and it was 10 degrees cancer 38 now for the new moon it'll be in capricorn and that's on the 16th which is 10 days from now uh, and that'll be at 24 Capricorn because the nodes are in opposite signs. And these nodes last for a year and a half and it's a collective energy. We are feeling it and feeling is cancer. And with the south node collectively that we we're, we're focusing on for nine months till now and about nine months after about halfway, because the nodes are 17 degrees. In fact, yesterday, the south node in Capricorn was conjunct the second time that it will be this year to Saturn, its ruler, in 17 degrees. It's so pivotal. So I could go on talking about this, but I wanted to lay out a little bit of the format of the energies, because they're, they do shift the light. They... Are measuring spots and we feel them. And tonight's conversation is about relationships and emotions. Cancer is all about emotions. And as I was saying about the feeling, we're, we're all feeling it, okay? So the guest tonight spoke before. If you want to check the archives, it's a long segue here. But at any anyway, rate, February 9th with Aquarius, and it's Leslie Francis from Calgary in Alberta, Canada. And Leslie is certified in astrology, of course. Wait a minute, I'm looking at somebody else. Of course she's certified. At any rate, Leslie is the author of the Llewellyn Sun Book for this year and next year, which is a fabulously wonderful resource. She is a professional astrologer and intuitive and has what she calls purpose-centered astrology, which I think relates beautifully to this whole concept of relationships. There is a reason for what we and why we do, and we'll talk about that. And Leslie does consultations, and she facilitates lectures and, or rather workshops and classes, and has one coming up very shortly. I'm signed up. The Why of Relationships. And the dates she will testify, I think it's starting the 14th, but she'll correct me. Leslie's a humorist. Definitely helps shift our energy around. It's fantastic. A former journalist. She goes on and on with wonderful, amazing credentials of just her powerful mind and heart that works in so many ways. And she has oracle cards also. Well, without much more to do, I'm just going to say hello and thank you for joining me, Leslie. It's a real treat.
1: Well, and thank you for all those wonderful words.
0: (laughs) It's so true. Now, please if you would identify when your uh, webinar begins, these two sessions? Uh, well,
1: it's a two-week one, and uh, they're on successive sun- Sundays, the 14th and the 21st. Um, and yeah, look at how I'm not prepared. <laughs> oh,
0: that's fine. But but you know- um,
1: if you go to my website, you will see the links to register. Um, so my website is www. Leslie, L-E-S-L-E-Y, Francis, F-R-A-N-C-I-S, dot com. Okay. And all the information is there and how to register. So, uh, yeah. and, you know, it,
0: yeah, apparently my brain isn't working very well. Oh, that's okay. No, no, that <laughs> Leslie, this is good. It was just, that's it. We'll just jump right off that. And I could have written it down, but I'm looking forward to it. It relates to today, but I think as we were just briefly thinking we might talk about the eclipses so yeah
1: well you know when when it comes to eclipses uh, in particular their relationship to the loop, uh, the moon's nodal axis uh, there is always an inherent inference that this is about relationship and about connection both to your life and to the people around you and, and bringing, certain things into focus, the the need to, with with the solar eclipse, the new moon in Cancer, uh, it's all about growth in the area of taking care and and nurturing oneself versus the south node in Capricorn, which is doing your duty, meeting your obligations. And in a sense, uh, Capricorn energy can often be about uh, sucking it up in other words, you know, pull up your boots and and carry on. So when we're in a cycle like this, and especially since the planets of Pluto and Saturn are in Capricorn, it's a time for people to look at their deeply entrenched habit patterns when it comes to uh, taking care of others and taking care of
0: themselves. Caretaking. Yes. And, the deconditioning, I, I think as you were speaking of that, I was thinking of how much we condition our personality with cancer, ideally if we can integrate our emotions into our world. But that, that when you were saying sucking it up, I thought, yes, that that's really not doing anything with our emotions. It's like, ah, eh, so much, we'll just carry on, march on.
1: Yep suppressing them or repressing them or finding a nice box to put them in. And, you know, part of the challenge that we face in this world is, is the recognition that we're not very good at handling uh, the feeling world or our emotions. And that, you know, the habit patterns represented by Capricorn right now indicate that it really, and the, and the energy that's going along with it indicate it's really time we got our act together and it's an opportunity for growth Uh, in recognizing that uh, there is a difference between nurturing and babysitting.
0: Ah, yes. In other words, care for somebody, like tending a plant, but you can't, you might prop up the, 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 uh, the stem, you know, if it's a little weak for some reason, but it has to do its own lifting to the sun. That's right. That's true. Well, looking at that chart, of course, Uranus is a big uh, shaker upper because it's squaring <coughs> the conjunction between Mars and our action planet and our thinking planet. Like, how are we going to go on? And they're in Leo, but it's that's one of the trying to get back to our, some sense, connecting authentic. You know, I'm just pulling that in with. Our body, because the body is how we feel things. you know. We, we well, it. we are, what
1: is it, 98% water? Yes. So, of course, we feel, as do the tides,
0: we feel the pull of the moon. Two-thirds. I just had a friend who's a marine biologist, and he was saying, yes, two-thirds by the moon. And the body, I, I did look into that a little bit. It seems like there's different parts of us. We have, I think it's actually all together about sixty percent by the time as an adult, but the heart has. But that's because the bones are thirty-one percent, and the rest is like seventy-five. You know, sixty-four. To, uh, it's well above, like to eighty-three percent or something. So definitely, we're affected by that moon energy with the eclipse, and we.
1: Uh, Well, you know, it's interesting, of course, you know, if if anybody who's listening really wants to understand how this energy is functioning in their lives, because for everyone, it's going to be functioning in different parts of their lives, because not everybody has the same birth chart. So while we're talking about this, we're talking about it in, in general terms, while trying to be as specific as we can about the complexities of what we're dealing with.
0: It is. I was just, Mark Jones, another astrologer that I was looking through different notes just to give reference to him because he said, please credit him. But And some information, but well put, is that with the south node conjunct Pluto and uh, Cap- uh, Saturn. Saturn. Thank, you, thank you. I've got mumble mouth here myself. Um, but that Pluto wants that dual nature of desire you know, to separate versus individual expression. And, uh, um, and the south node wants, you know, that past nature of our conditioned self. So, you know, Iran is, is like our, it was interesting. I hadn't thought of it, but it's far, maybe you're more familiar with it, far memory. So it's that whole experience of prior lives and early childhood, which again relates back down to Cancer, the, the North Node that we're working with. And as you say, these energies, depending where they are in your chart, manifest or unearth. Yes.
1: So this one was a total eclipse. So that, you know, it sort of I always say that the total eclipse is like amplifying the new moon about a thousand times. And the challenge is understanding that in the new moon, we're, we're essentially in the dark Ah. we don't have light to show our way so and and of course subsequent to the eclipse mercury goes retrograde so it's a time of, of of inner reflection in other words you can't capricorn energy is very much focused on the external world whereas cancer is very much focused on the inner world yeah. and so uh however if we don't have a healthy relationship with our inner world, this period of time is going to be quite a challenge to us right up to and including the point at which Saturn and Pluto conjunct on January 12th 2020 so this is a time of great preparation and here we have an opportunity to really connect to what it means to transform and and old patterns so that when we emerge from this we have an emotionally healthier relationship with ourselves and hopefully with other people.
0: That's well said. That's perfectly said, as a matter of fact, because it is that personal processing of our own um, associating our feelings and emotions with that world and uh, you know, de- the deconditioning. You know, asking ourselves uh, the need that, that it answers to. Um, I mean, that was so perfect, Leslie. That, that's just <laughs> ideal. In fact, I'm trying to remember just exactly what you, because I went, yes, that's 100%. I, well,
1: don't I, ask me because I don't remember.
0: No, I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> I, right. But we do evolve through our emotions, and it is a matter right now of taking this opportunity. It's not of recognizing it. I guess that's what we're both trying to say to ourselves and to the audience is that if one is feeling in some area of of some struggle of of that this is the time to take, uh, like you say, the light is out, and it is like outside of our and relationships. Even all the cardinal, you know, the Aries and the Libra is self and others and here Capricorn and Cancer as you just said the external and the internal so it's a perfect time to 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 pull it in and and use the moments to to really recenter
1: well you know it's interesting as you're pointing out the moon's relationship to the body and the truth is you know your body will never lie to you and i think that part of uranus's transit through Taurus has everything to do with us beginning to recognize what a huge intuitive tool our body really is. Mm -hmm. And that we sometimes don't listen because we're, we're focused once again on the external world, which is Saturn ruled. And of course, you know, I I would say that Saturn and Pluto are having something, uh, Saturn and Pluto are having something of a, of a face off as to, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that Saturn isn't asking us to be accountable. It's just, how are we going to do that? Are we going to stick to the old uh, patterns and, and not decondition ourselves? Because, you know, Saturn has as much to do with conditioning as the moon does. And interestingly enough, they're in opposite signs. And so there's always that, you know, what, what is really happening here, is often yep. the way I feel about that particular polarity.
0: What's really happening here? Yeah. Somehow to def- to uh, break that down a little more because they, they are both conditioning. And with the external, it would be what society, what we grow up as a collective thought, how we function just to get along with in society, and what's accepted as a norm, which does change, and we're realizing how it's changing now, versus the childhood and the early psychology, you know, Mm -hmm. that were brought in from our very smaller tribal group, whether that's uh, family. And most specific,
1: mm -hmm. yeah, mom and dad to start out with, right?
0: Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and maybe that worked real well for us. And then again, oh, and the other thing is, what's the purpose? I love this whole idea of of you with your sole purpose, um, astrology, because it, it, and that purpose has everything to do with Taurus, too. What's the values? What's the purpose? What's the reason? But um, I got so excited, I lose my thought. This is terrible. Oh my gosh. I go, well, I'm glad that you're excited. <laughs> I am. I am. It's like, yeah. Um, I was thinking about purpose, and uh, uh, oh well
1: well so you know it it's interesting because as astrology has shifted and changed uh, quite a lot during the uh the 20th century uh and because you know before in in the development of astrology you know from ancient times onward the focus was most often on people of importance or countries nations not on individuals and so as Astrology has grown in terms of its its uh, um, connection to the lives of individual people. It it has become a, again as much of an internal process as an external process. Oh. So, it we're not as uh, at least in the pr- astrology that I practice. I, I, I it's not that I'm not interested in how things might happen, but I assume my clients are capable of making their own choices and for me it becomes a case of talking about you know what these energies represent in your life and what potential they have for you and at the bottom of that is really uh, what is the purpose of this because it, it, it doesn't do our humanness our human selves a whole lot of good if we think that everything is random and it has no purpose or Yeah, no purpose attached to it at all because that is not something that. Well, I don't know about you, but it sure as heck doesn't make me feel very good.
0: Oh no, it has to have that individual part, and that is the word I was searching for. As soon as you said it, I was exploding. Individualism, (laughs) yeah, because
1: mm -hmm. and and using astrology as a tool for growth, not just a tool for prediction.
0: Yeah, because if we're following, that's the thing I was thinking about, if our past. Looking at our past, tying it in now. You know, look at our childhood. Maybe it worked. But the fact is, is that one way or the other, the training ground here is to be an individual. And that is a matter of breaking away from uh, what doesn't work, the deconditioning. You know, with so many, like Pluto saying, nope, no more life. Well, yeah, and who has, I mean, who who defines for us
1: what relationship is first? It's our, our, first of all, our relationship with our mother, because we share her body, followed by, you know, being, you know, coming out of the a womb into the world, and then having to deal with those circumstances, and yet those circumstances are generally defined by mom and dad, and maybe, you know, whatever connections you're parents have to their larger family and those are are what you think of as normal as familiar as comfortable and um if if there's anything that humans have trouble with is figuring out how to have healthy relationships with each other
0: that honor both equal yes because in that access you know the the horoscope just to Bring it back to focus. It's not visual here, but you're trying to make it visual. You know, the 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 Cancer Capricorn on the natural zodiac mm-hmm. or horoscope is the um up at the bottom and the top, or n- north and actually to the top and south down at the bottom. But uh, and with a little light or a lot of light. But there, on the equal on the horizon is the Aries where the light begins, and and over in Libra where the sun sets and so that's equal light, the equinoxes. So yes, ha- having that relationship which honors the the equalness in another person. They may not be equal. I realize in, I mean, we, any of us can realize in all factors, but they have the dignity of a person. They have the right to their own ideas and their, you know, they're not being. Uh, uh, it, they, they're not catering or, or condone or being uh, having to bow down to somebody. You know, they have their own integrity. I, yes. if I've expressed that.
1: Well, it makes perfect sense because, you, you know, um, I really thank you for saying, for talking about the whole cross of matter, the four angles and how they are all connected to relationship. Because, because in truth, they, they are. So if you're, you know, if, the, if cancer is the energy of family, Capricorn is the energy of the rest of the world, you know. And, and, you know, we get stuck in conditioning, trying to meet society's needs or meet our parents' needs. And somewhere in there, you know, the Aries energy and the Libra energy again. <laughs> so trying to be an individual it is is not always the easiest thing when one is dealing with all kinds of conditioning coming from different places which is why when when in in the process i describe in my webinar we the the moon is uh, of of primary importance in terms of determining what it is a person needs cuz you know what it is we need emotionally and I don't mean needy, but what we what we seek, and from an emotional perspective, and, and the moon represents that aspects every impacts every aspect of our lives, not just our feelings, right? So um, I, I spend some quite a bit of time talking about how important it is to recognize how that moon placement that you have in your chart says a lot about how you approach relationship
0: this is very good because it does represent uh, need want uh, the desire and so then it goes back to i just love the fact that that really this is your focus because it's something i've been thinking a great deal about but it goes back to what's the purpose. So it's great. We're going to take a little uh, announcement break, but I wanted to leave people with a, a, a question that you had put on the whys of relationships that really ignites the rest of this talk in some form as we may carry along. But it says, the most, <laughs> the most important question of all, leading to a deeper knowledge and understanding of self, is what does your birth chart reveal? About the purpose of relationship in your life. So, da da We will come back. This is Leslie Francis with Sue Rose Minahan, July six, two thousand and nineteen, on Talk Cosmos. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. Currently, we are in the period of cancer. By leaving a cycle based on connecting mental communication to the external, the energy of cancer involves emotions, which create our personal story through our emotional associations and attachments. As a cardinal water sign that is nurturing, cancer needs to process emotions in one's own internal rhythm of cycles, in order to complete an evolution. Welcome, Stargazers. This is Katie Kaj, evolutionary astrologer at Cara Evolutionary Astrology, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we understand how to implement our free will through the cosmos. Organic, free-range, and fresh daily. Alternative Talk, 1150 Hi again. This is July 6th. Oh, and we have a repeat show. So this show will be on the 11th in the morning at 6 to 7 a.m. KKMW, that's online. And Leslie Francis is here with me, and we're talking about relationship, emotion, which is all cancer-oriented, because life is one relationship after the next. And life is a feeling experience, not just a thinking experience. Ah, uh, so, yes. <laughs> so true. And the body, like you said, the body is our vehicle. I, I'm, you know, it's being an air sign myself, I'm recognizing, let's get to know that language. It's really good. You know, I have a book here. I'm gonna, Maybe this will stimulate some thought. It was in a free library. And it says, Awakening the Buddhist Heart. I open it up and it says... Uh, can I keep my perspective on my experience? Can I watch and enjoy this sitcom or the movie of my life without being overwhelmed by the melodramatic moments? See myself and not take it. So seriously, that's just one little comment that it's mentioning. But I think when it gets to the emotional levels, like you were saying, you know, the, it's the physical, the body, and the emotional Versus, well, we didn't bring up the spirit. I mean, they're all four involved. But it seems like so often our relationships are based on that security.
1: Well, uh, and, and and I really do believe that it's important that people be okay with feeling what they feel. Feeling what you feel isn't the same as acting on it. So, in order to truly grow, you really do need to, to uh, be in touch with your feelings, your and your and, and, and because feelings are what lead to our emotions. And part of the problem that people have is that since they're they're not listening to, okay, does this feel right to me? Does this feel uh, um, warm or fuzzy, or or am I feeling uh, backed into a corner? you know, our emotions reflect uh, what we're feeling. And we're not very good at listening to the feeling aspect of ourselves because we're really not taught to do that. So we spend a lot of time trying to uh, mature emotionally with without necessarily being in touch with what we truly feel. So it gets to be, I, I know it's really confusing because a lot of people equate feelings and emotions the same way but a feeling to me is an awareness and emotion is a response to that awareness so for instance if you don't feel safe you're going to fight or flight or freeze right Mm. they've now added a third one it used to be just fight or flight and now they acknowledge that freeze is another option you know yes and and how many people who've been in difficult or threatening situations have completely just frozen because they're yeah the shocks. So um, we often have difficulty trying to sort out uh, really what is appropriate when it comes to emotional expression. Well, it's pretty hard to figure that out unless you know how to feel what you feel, no matter whether it's happy or sad. So we get so many messages about, about not feeling not being emotional that after a while we can't our our consciousness doesn't differentiate between the different Mm. emotional expressions of the different feelings and so pretty soon people get numb and they don't feel or express anything
0: it leads me to think again it's like looking at the symptom rather than the cause you know because the symptom would be uh just like oh my back hurts but but if <laughs> the same, you know the same thing is oh i'm angry but why is one angry what's the feeling is it um because you don't have enough time or is it because there's somebody that's taking your space or is it because you haven't listened to your own needs i mean there's so many things that could be going on and and i love this idea that you're saying does it feel right in other words to pause on that response just get into the self and as people say, know your gut. You know, it's like mm-hmm.
1: a, yeah. Read the uh, follow the energy, right? Whatever the energy is telling you, and and the moon is very much connected to the whole concept of being aware uh, of what you feel, not what you, not your emotions, but what you feel. So, um, and have you ever noticed that that sometimes people really have trouble if you're just happy and you have no reason to be happy. <laughs> I, I found that to be the case that, you know, uh, and and that's uh, a major challenge for most of us. And, and it, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I got lost in my head. Oh, no,
0: but what I'm thinking is it, it, I picked <laughs> up on that. In other words, are you saying that, a person can feel happy for no reason, maybe pretty ecstatic. And other people are like, well, what's going on? Is that what you mean? Like, the, Yeah. You, you, well, yeah. so
1: why are, I mean, I know I've had this experience before and people say, so why, you know, so what are you so happy about? Yeah, yeah. Nothing, I'm just happy. Yeah, or if like, I could have why? that,
0: I would, you know, <laughs> exactly. It's just, there's a joy. Well, you know, that is our birthright. It, it seems yep. like it's, uh, uh, in fact, the Bible, which I confess I I'm not advocating this on any religious basis, but just as a very renowned. um, Well, there are words of wisdom in it, you know. Right. And the second word is laughter. Well, it's, um, is it laughter? Let me think. No, no, not the second word, but Isaac means laughter. The first. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because I keep looking up baby names. I never had any kids, but I kept thinking up these names. And that fascinated me. I thought, my goodness. So, yeah.
1: Well, there you go. I should have named one of my kids Isaac. I guess.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But laughter does. It's a ness. Oh boy, it's important. But but yes, follow the energy and connect how you feel.
1: Well, you know, and that really is an important part of of identifying because you know, from an astrological point of view, we all come on the planet with uh, a, a, a basic framework for what relationships. Are going to be in our lives, and there has to be a purpose to it because I don't suppose that the only purpose of it is is for us to to uh, struggle or or um, I, I had a client today who is she's young and she's uh, a space in her life where uh, she really takes it personally and uh, and doesn't understand why things have to be so so difficult for her when it comes to the area of relationship because the rest of her life is motoring along rather wonderfully and and i just said you know we we spend too much time assuming that we should uh judge what happens and measure it on some scale instead of asking if this is what's happening to me what 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 does it tell me about me what does it show me? Because there's a gift in every experience in life. And and I know that that's not always easy for people to embrace.
0: But um... Well, it is true. I believe this wholeheartedly. With that said, uh, after much experience, I realize it may take me a little while to really ex- <laughs> accept yes. that. Because the options, right? But if you look at the negative options, the one that are... Are they don't lead very far. And after a while, there's just nowhere except pretty unhappiness. So you almost have to look at what's the opportunity.
1: I'm really fond of saying that you can accept something and not
0: like it all at the same time. Well, this is true. And, you know, getting back to this thing about relationships and the the difficulty here, that it's been on my mind a lot. I, I realize that with marriage... It, it's most interesting to look at the commitment and the experience after some period of time with myself or other people, too, as, as a friend was evident. But the point is, is that sometimes, and this really, and I don't have the answer, but I, I see the case here. and that <laughs> <laughs> So we'll work from that kind of scientific. Okay, here's the evidence. Um, it, it You sign up for certain commitments with a certain conceptual uh, idea of what you know the known world that you are familiar with at that point which relates a lot to yourself of course and as we've said all this cardinal you know the the other I mean external internal um, parental the whole nine yards in society and ourself so but the point is is that through the the experience, whatever it might take, with or without children, but just that other person, and then one's own development—it takes on so many stages and developments that one does begin to really question: What's the real name of the game? What is the real <laughs> purpose here? To to uh, that—that's that, being answered, and yet there is one. I mean, you have a choice: you either break it, break it if it's really stressful, or see it out, because there is some reason to detach from that maybe one has been really attached to that isn't really so important. I mean, for instance, one minor thing is my husband loves to help out in the house, which is nice. I mean, if I bring it to his attention, which I've realized that that's part of the game. I've got to, he he loves to do it, but he's not going to just see it. I've got to say, hey, you know, and then he, voila, he does. And uh, and he loves to put away the silverware, because that's kind of well, for whatever reason. But he just puts it away sometimes a macro, not not the micro. In other words, if it's a round <laughs> thing and it's a spoon, it kind of goes in that direction. And it doesn't matter the size of it. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, I have to realize, because I have a friend who went nursing school and she said she didn't have time. She just threw all her silverware in the in the drawer. And I think when I think about it in childhood, we did, too. I don't think we had those neat little containers or everything. You just kind of fished around and found your stuff. So, in other words, if I were to not let... Not
1: my household. We didn't. We had it nicely organized.
0: Yeah. So, I'm not <laughs> sure. I was trying to remember. I just don't think my mother did that. It was, I mean, later in life when you get married and you think, oh, that's an interesting tool. Okay, use that. <laughs> and then you're stuck with it. But... I had to get over this factor, like oh gee, couldn't he see that that's a small and this goes here. I had to, <laughs> you know? So it's that type of thing, very mundane. But it's just one illustration that you finally give up on it because what's the bigger picture? You know, what am I? What? What's the importance? What? What? What is it? Well,
1: I guess if it's really important to you, you go back and separate them out then.
0: Well, yeah, you could.
1: But the <laughs> point, yeah, right. Well, no, it's a case of trying to figure out what, if something is important to you and it's not important to your friend or your partner or your child or your parent
0: you can't make it important to them. No, and so you have to adjust your own thinking. You have to adjust either the terms of the relationship, like the relationship, this is what I'm getting back down to is relationship, that that's what's really important and what was the big deal about this or that? You know, it's just a matter of yeah, organization. Well, you
1: know, the interesting thing is, in 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 my experience, my astrological experience, that because relationships is one of my specialties, if not my only specialty, um, in astrology, it, it, well, for him, is it when it comes to comparing sun signs, it, because a lot of people think that's what compatibility is is based on, is on your sun sign, and when the truth is, it's more the moon. And the other person, and Mercury, Venus, and Mars, than it is the Sun. If so, say you have two people whose Suns are in quotes incompatible, uh, based on Sun sign astrology, and yet their moons are harmonious, uh, their Mercuries are great, uh, Venus and Mars are. I mean, it, there's always going to be some stress, but the Sun really is of in in compatibility for me is of less importance
0: this is important it's not to as realize.
1: unimportant that's it's just as less importance yes so in this process that i've developed the sun doesn't really play a role at all
0: oh that's so interesting i like this and i and i can ad- i can accept it quickly cuz the sun is your self identification yeah, it, it, yeah. everything s- synthesizes through that but yet your moon is your emotional basis and life doesn't have any personal meaning without the moon all those Mm -hmm. personal yeah
1: well otherwise they wouldn't dance the dance they dance right yeah
0: let's (laughs) let's do the tango (laughs) right
1: (laughs) so you know so the moon is really and 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 the reason why we're talking about this during the archetype of cancer is because cancer is your first relationships your family relationships those are the first ones that really matter to you because when you're a baby or even a small child, the rest of the world doesn't matter as much as your mommy and your daddy and, you know, say you spend a lot of time with your grandparents or whatever. Those are the people with whom you have your first relationships. So this is one of the reasons why we're talking about the moon and relationship while we're dealing with the archetype of cancer.
0: That's Yes, and with the mother, as you had said, the very first person. You know, it's interesting that Siblings are in Gemini before, and for some f- people, siblings are more of a problem than their parents. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, as you're you
1: speaking from personal experience, well, it,
0: I've had my fair share <laughs> of, of adjustments and learning, yes, but I think I'm and, and I'm grateful for in the long run. It's like you know, it teaches you a whole well, part you, about you know. life. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, I always find it interesting because, of, of course, I have studied horror astrology, which is where you learn which houses are connected to which people in your life, right? Your, you know, your siblings, your grandparents, even your doctor. And um, I've always accepted those as, as true. Um, however, I'm not really sure how they arrived at all of those things. Not that they don't make sense to me, but when we look at the chart in a, in a, in a totally linear way going around the circle, sometimes it doesn't make any sense that, that your neighborhood and your siblings come before your parents.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, except,
1: yeah. Um, Sorry to throw a spanner in the works and talk about something totally unrelated to what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, well, we'll we'll delete that. <laughs> so, except that there is really going back into esoteric um you know, in that case, there is like, for instance, uh, there's, well, for instance, I was reading Alan Oaken who does soul-centered um, mm-hmm. astrology, like your soul purpose. No, mine thinking, is
1: purpose-centered.
0: Purpose-centered, yes. But it it is still in the spiritual realms of, of relating. And he was saying that with the moon, which is this, well, in a recap, the the personality and the security and the needs and and all of these issues that we've brought up but that there's veils there's three veils you put vulcan and then uranus and neptune in progressive development so it's all esoteric and it gets back further it seems like if we dig deeper we kind (laughs) of find out where some of these and i know in kabbalah too there's they come up with all the energies, and it it begins to make sense. But back to cancer and relationships, you can't... The mother and the home, you know, you can't survive without that. And that's a lot of uh, the security, you know. It, and they are all linked up. That's the other thing with astrology. the One's linked up to the other. I don't know if I put all that together well or not but you, know. <laughs> I think you did just fine I think okay you did just
1: fine <laughs> very good i know it, it, you know that they're um you know we're ba- barely skimming the surface of w- how deep this really goes uh and yeah see now my brain is not working very well yet again
0: well, it's because there's so point, many tangents of deep thought, and it's really we're we're talking to one another, but we also have, and you're well versed in this, but is, again, we don't quite know how do you speak to the person that's the beginner, astrologer, and the other astrologer? Well, but,
1: well you, just by recognizing right. that seriously, again, life is a feeling experience, and it begins with with how we feel about our world and that and that. Colors, you know, the choices we make in in everything uh, it, it's it's sometimes I think that the <clears throat> We have such a complex about the sun that, w- that the moon sometimes gets short shrift in terms of its importance uh, in our lives yeah. and w- what it symbolizes in our lives but again that's connected to our 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 um, well, I think it's connected to the challenge that the feminine feels because the moon is the primary symbol of the feminine, not the only one, but the primary one. And so th- there's just so many threads that connect to this and how it is we, we have difficulty embracing the, what the moon represents and, and what, it, what it offers us whether it's uh, you know a, a deeper connection with ourselves and awareness of our own because uh, how many people actually know what they actually are conscious of what it is
0: they need? Consciousness that's a, really <laughs> connects a lot of energy here and and choices and this and the feeling. I think like you say, they're very, very intense, potent parts of of the whole here that we're we're, we're talking with so it's okay to, and proper to really refocus back on that because like you're saying to be conscious of our habits of our of why we're doing things to find out because if things are stressful it could be that of ov- the obvious seems like well then maybe one doesn't have it linked up that the purpose <laughs> you know is <laughs> <it's> not working <coughs>
1: Well, um, and and purpose is determined, and, and <clears throat> geez, I don't know, I've got a frog in my throat now. <laughs> <laughs> it needs
0: it to must be, be all the
1: rain we've been having here. Oh,
0: boy. Yeah, it, it,
1: It's more like Seattle than it, than it is like
0: Edmonton. It's cold here, too, actually. we We had some warmth, and then it's very much like spring, sun, clouds, sun, clouds, but cold, too. You know, well, we've had a lot of clouds and a lot of rain. Ah, that's and different. not as warm as it usually is. So,
1: today I was defiant. I felt like wearing a summer dress, so I did. No. Uh-huh.
0: Aha!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I a total, totally off. Well, you're topic.
0: getting ready a little bit off topic. Let's go there. You're going on a trip, and when you're coming back, your website is going to be opening, and you're well be having an class? official
1: launch. Okay. You know, it's kind of like peeking in the window. You're welcome to certainly go have a look at it. Uh, I just haven't uh, kind of announced it to the world because, uh, you know, life happens when you're busy ha- making plans. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, it's my first ever trip to Europe, so I'm pretty excited.
0: Oh, boy. I, I Yes, well, we'll have to listen and hear all your um, yeah, <laughs> inspirations. Uh,
1: well, I'm going to astrology summer school, so God knows oh. I'm. And, and it's interesting because uh, um, a- a- apropos to the North Node in Cancer, actually, as astrologers have been spending a lot of time looking at family threads and talking about family, uh, and uh, a- and creating family, you know, in, in our community, which yeah. is a which is a good thing, with with this North Node. In cancer so if you know if if the people listening really want to take something from uh, our as always eclectic conversation (laughs) is that you know if you are focused on on you know allowing your feelings to reveal themselves and see how deeply ingrained some of those 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 feelings are because uh, the moon also has difficulty letting go.
0: Absolutely,
1: difficulty letting go, and sometimes there is a purpose to that. And part of the purpose is perhaps it's something that you need to look at. So, if emotionally or feeling-wise you've got something going on right now that you simply that seems to keep on recycling itself and you can't let go of it, it's because there's something of value there that is really trying and and the moon or your body could be really trying to get you to pay
0: attention. And that goes back to these eclipses. Both eclipses have Uranus and Taurus. As you were bringing up, is the body, and it is squaring. That means there's a lot of tension that we need to create a new conceptual life with between our thoughts of Mercury and our actions, direction um, of, of, of Mars. And they're both relating to ourself. So it, it you know, it, there's not too much escaping from all of that.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I mean, the truth is, uh, humans are quite gifted at, at ignoring things.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we have our terms. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, and, and you know it, and you know it's always interesting to me that for people to understand that, you know, life is an act of creativity. And so in the moment when you're invited to create something new, Sometimes it does require uh, taking a look at something old, which is often a combination of Moon and Saturn. And so,
0: oh, and that'll that'll be the. the, I was just looking at the lunar eclipse. We have a couple of minutes here, and then I'll make. But the lunar eclipse on the 16th, 24 degrees Capricorn. The Moon is in Capricorn, of course, um, but is in that stellium with the South Node and Pluto and, and
1: Saturn
0: and Saturn. So just what you're saying is, is that what were you just saying about, you have to look at your emotional connections. What are we holding on to? What's the resistance? Why do we have that fear or whatever?
1: And what do we, you know, what are our, um, what are our coulda, (laughs) shoulda, woulda, I could have done this, I should have done that, you should have done this, I, um, and, and and i think it has a lot to do with centuries of relationships being based um, solely on
0: usefulness ah right and, and the perp- well this gets back to the purpose of yeah. what the union is about and whether and what it's tied for and, and the everything involved well, with it and then it gets back to our individuality you know cuz we times. are in a
1: position where we can actually ask these these questions what is the purpose because we're fortunate enough to have sufficient abundance in our lives that we're, we're not just fighting for survival
0: no exactly. no now we're working towards meaning yes exactly we want to to find our own sense of meaningfulness i love it i'm just going to bring out the fact that next week on January 13th Saturday in July oh thank you it's July <laughs> <laughs> are you in a hurry to get to winter or what <laughs> ah, boy you're the wrong eclipse season yeah <laughs> yeah um Liz Mouchette who has been on the show before will be returning and we will be talking about the lunar eclipse and mm, maybe cancer Venus so- our point and just different things so that
1: oh interesting
0: yeah it is It's these there are so many depths of of cycles it's a synodic cycles there's on and on like the moon before we go we have a few minutes here just to say because it moves every which so quickly two and a half days through a sign changing its position and accessing our different planets all the time um really does tug at different parts of our psyche you know our emotions feelings feelings.
1: well and with the north node in in uh, cancer and we're partway through the cycle it ends next may i think is when the the nodes shift signs into um gemini sagittarius uh, it, it amplifies the impact that the moon is currently having, not yes, just because, right, on
0: every day, just because, yep. yep. you know. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's where we're trying to integrate, we're trying to, as you say, embody <laughs> those. So, getting to our feelings of what is what is it, what's it all about, Alfie? I think that was an old movie, but
1: no, yeah. the moon, yeah, that was a song. The movie yeah. was just called Alfie, but the song was called What's It? I think that you're right. I don't yeah, know. And I never
0: good. did know what it was about. So it
1: was always. Well, it, was about rhetorical. A, it was about a guy who was a. Yeah, let's just put it this way. He had a lot of women in his life. Ah. I, I, I was trying Many to find a, a more elegant way to describe it, but apparently it's currently not available. So I see. Well, gotta... somehow
0: tying this in, <laughs> it's sort of like, what was the purpose? We are figuring out purpose, <laughs> connecting to our feelings. <laughs> Leslie, <laughs> it's been, it's just wonderful, Leslie. I just wish you have a wonderful journey. And I'm looking forward to your new webinar class the why of relationship, as you said, it's not seventh house, just Venus. It's the moon. It's feeling. It's like getting down, connecting.
1: And and the the, the um, where Venus fits in this process, where Mars fits, where Saturn fits, and where Uranus fits.
0: Oh, good, because yeah, personal and linking to some outer definition, maybe what. Yep. Yep. Goody. Well, and hey. Thank you, <laughs> and blessings to all. Uh,